I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Where To Go. I'm James Atkinson, Brand Manager at DKI Witness. And I'm Lucy Richards, Senior Editor at DKI Witness. And welcome to Where To Go, where every fortnight we find out more about the world's favourite travel destinations with the people who know those places best. And today we're going to Toronto. Uh, so we're heading across the Atlantic, yeah. uh, going into Canada and going to quite a unique city, I think. Like, you know, Toronto kind of has that kind of metropolitan um, vibe, like some of its like kind of cousins in the US almost That's but it. At the, but at the same time you know it's kind of a uh, I think it's got very much its own culture it's got a thriving arts scene uh, a yeah. really really cool kind of foodie scene and but then there's like a lakeside location and and beaches and so on and Niagara it's, Falls and Niagara Falls is nearby too and yeah it's um it, it it's very much a kind of individual place um sadly I haven't been there I know plenty of people from Toronto and yeah, should, have, yeah. should have really have been there before. I've but. never been to Canada, have you? No, no. Embarrassing. Needs to, needs to be done at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, and so, um, but thankfully we do have someone who is a Toronto native. Uh, so um, we're pleased to be joined today by uh, Sajay Elder, a culture journalist, copywriter and curator living in Toronto who writes for Vice and Fader as well as hosting her own podcast Free Goods and Galcast. Um, so yeah, welcome Sajay. Hello Sajay. Hi. Hi. So brilliant to have you on the podcast Sajay. Um, uh, to start with we'll get a bit of background and then we'll move on to hearing more about some of the highlights and hidden spots of Toronto before finishing off by hearing about Toronto in the present day. So, Sajay, uh, what was it that drew you to Toronto or did you did you grow up there? So, yeah, I was born and raised in Toronto. I lived like, you know, in the suburbs of, of Toronto for a little bit, maybe like 20 minutes out for a, for a couple of years of my childhood. But, yeah, I was pretty much born and raised in, in the city. And what part of the city do you live in now then? So I live in Midtown. That's kind of like... Mm, 
most people know like the da- like the very downtown core, but this is kind of like maybe mm. 15 minutes north on the subway. Um, but I've definitely I've lived like you know probably all ends of the city. It's uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like stretched out like mostly east and west is kind mm-hmm. of the main areas, I guess. But yeah, I've definitely lived like all over the city at different points in my life. And do you have any favorite parts of the city? Is there anything, any places that, you know, loads of things you like to do are kind of clustered in or a particular place you'd love to live in? Yeah, I I like the area that I'm in now, Midtown. It's around like the Young and Davisville area, which if someone from Toronto is listening, they'll know where that is. Um, but I also like living in the West End, like kind of like, um, it's just like where there's lots of like really cool pockets of culture and, you know, you can get like, really good, you know, really good West Indian food in certain places, really good Indian food in certain places, you know, really good, you know, Afghan food. So I like closer to the West end of the city. There's like all these, and and like the far East end too. Um, All, I would say all the cool stuff is kind of like outside the immediate downtown core. Is it a bit touristy then around downtown? Yeah, exactly. Like that's obviously where most people head to when they first come here. Um, Mm -hmm. But I would say all the goods, the good, good stuff is like in the outskirts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it's, it's not actually that often we've had someone on the podcast who's kind of grown up in a city and then stayed there, mm-hmm. actually, James. A lot of the time we have people who've yeah. moved yeah. there 10 years ago. Sajay, what is it that's kind of kept you then in Toronto? What is it that you love so much about it there? Um, I think it's just like the, you know, the familiarity you have access to the world in, in a sense. Like, I feel like that may mm. be cliche to say for, for some metropolitan cities, but I feel like... Um, I think a lot of other cities are are more of a melting pot in that, like, you know, people move there and they're like, okay, this is my, mm. you know, this is who I am now, this new place. But Toronto yeah. is this really cool mix of, like, everyone is kind of bringing their things from home, whatever home means to them. Mm. And it's very, you know, they keep it, it's, it's still very, like, tightly bound to their identity and, like, the foods that they eat and or the, or the kind of... Um, the stuff that they frequent. So I think that's really cool. You literally get to have the world at your doorstep. Um, and, you know, you, you grow up with all these different kinds of people and you you learn how to swear in different languages because all your friends are from all these different places. Like, I, I love that about it. Excellent. Yeah. How, how many languages can you actually swear in? Have you, uh, have you, have you counted? I know, I feel like I know some, like, um, Somali swear words. I know some Tamil swear words. Um, a couple. I feel like I know, like, one or two, like, Russian swear words. So, like, it's just, Excellent. like, nice. it's just, you just pick it up when you're, you know, when you're a kid on the schoolyard and everyone's coming from yeah, all these yeah. different places. So, it's fun. Nice, nice. And if people, if, if for, for whatever reason, they never, ever heard about Toronto, um, you know, um, I don't really know why. It's a massive, uh, famous <laughs> city. But, but imagine like no one had any preconception. You know, if you were to give them a brief introduction, what would you say about Toronto? Like what, you know, kind of makes it? I, I think kind of what I said before is in that, like, you have the world at your doorstep and that you you're going to this place that's, you know, it's one city, but you could literally experience like 10 different countries in, in the same day, like in the walking mm. along the same street, you know. You also hit on, Sajay, on all the different um, cuisine types. That's another way I guess you can sort of explore is then through your stomach, which I love the idea. Of. Yeah, exactly. And like like I was saying, like, I feel like all the good stuff is kind of like a little bit outside the more touristy areas. Like if you want to, you know get really good like there's really good um Chinese haka food in this area of the mm. city called Scarborough and it's yeah. it's it's 
like yeah it's like the best of anywhere but like like i said most people are going to be going downtown so you're getting good stuff but it's not like the best stuff <laughs> so yes, so you've definitely imagine. gotta gotta push your push your experiences get uptown yeah, a little bit 100 um, percent and, uh, and and I know, like, kind of, obviously, t- Toronto is a bit of a metropolis, but it's also, like, really, you know, you go a little bit out of the city. There's, like, islands, there's, like, big lakes and stuff as well. Um, you know, is it kind of, like, uh, has it got that kind of contrast as well in terms of, like, you know, you can literally go out for, like, hikes and stuff, can't you? Nearby? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's lots of, um. there's definitely a lot more green space in Toronto than, like, in other cities that I've visited. So mm. there's... um. Yeah, there's, like, lots of, like, trails and stuff like that. I've only, like, recently gotten into that. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, definitely, like, really beautiful parks. And, and you know, we have, like, botanical gardens and, and kind of, like, these, like, um, large open markets that, like, on Sundays, like, no, no cars are allowed to go there. So it's, like, it's very, like pedestrian and, like, explorer-friendly in that way, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and another cool thing is that, like, because of where we are, um, you know, driving like an hour or two out of the city, like you're somewhere completely different. That's like, you know, cottage country where there's just like gorgeous lakes mm. and it's super quiet and very naturey. So a lot of people do do that. I didn't really get into that also until I was like a lot older. Um, so yeah. there's like, you know, um, areas like Muskoka is a really popular one where a lot of people have cottages. Um, Prince Edward County is another area that's like very, you know, a lot more rural in that way. So it's 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 cool in that way like you you kind of have like the best of both worlds like obviously this like bustling city but if you drive like an hour or two away then you kind of have your like okay i'm in nature like i'm in like yeah. the, the woods and yeah it's it's cool then you just have canada <laughs> and then that's, uh... yeah and, that, and that's the thing right canada is so big but like the majority mm. of us live you know within i think it's like within like two like two hours of the american border kind of thing like Mm. but like buffalo for me is like buffalo new york for me is only like two hours away so i also grew up like going to buffalo a lot like you know for shopping trips um when our dollar was a lot better so that was a lot that was a lot of fun (laughs) back in the days when i remember back in the day like we didn't have old navy in canada yet so like if you went to the went to buffalo and bought an old navy sweater you were like the coolest person in school (laughs) um but yeah like like so we also have that, you know, ability to like even yeah. even New York City is just an eight hour drive. So it's uh, yeah. you have a lot of access to cool stuff. But like Canada is huge. Like even mm. the, the the province that Toronto was in, Ontario, it would take it would probably take three days just to drive from one end to the other just within wow. the province. Like never mind, you know, me going to Vancouver. It, a flight to Vancouver is longer than me flying to Jamaica. <laughs> wow is it really? yeah goodness a, me. God, that does show you how huge Canada yeah is. a flight to Vancouver is about six hours and I can fly to Jamaica in about four I've done it many times wow, wow. <laughs> so it's it's yeah Canada is gigantic yeah that that is certainly pretty vast so um so in the next section we'll get to know a little bit of like some of your favorite things to do and uh, uh your kind of guide to the city as well So, Sarge, tell us, what are some of the sort of main sites in Toronto that a first-time visitor should or might do? Um, I feel like the most, like, 
obvious one and most people that live here have never been there is the CN Tower. I feel like that's yeah. pretty universal. I feel like most people that live in a city have like never been to their own like <laughs> tourist landmarks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is totally yeah. true. Yeah. Uh... I've, I've not been on the London Eye for example. Right. Like nobody, I remember, I, I, yeah. I've been on the London Eye once and I was, I was 10 and that was like <laughs> 10 years before I lived in London. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. I remember, I remember visiting a friend in New York and being like, oh, have you ever been to the Empire State Building? And he's like, to do what? So, yeah so um you know there's the the cn tower um i know they have like um i know there's a restaurant up there um there is like you can kind of do like the edge walk thing like where like you know obviously the outside is glass and you can like look down i could never do that i would probably pass out i hate those things uh... (laughs) i would i would absolutely pass out um so yeah so there's the cn tower um there is the rom or the royal ontario museum um they have you know, pre-COVID, they had um, actually this event on Fridays called First Fridays. And um, yeah. they, it would be really cool. Like, it would be, like, you know, different artists performing and, like, um, you know, s- smaller exhibits within the, the larger museum. Um, and it was more of, like, you know, their attempt to, like, attract a younger crowd kind of thing because it was, like, cool. drinks and food and it was really cool. Um, but usually they do have some, like, really cool exhibits outside of that. Um, same thing with the Art Gallery of Ontario, um uh the rip we have the Ripley's Aquarium. Mm-hmm. And um that is really fun if you like actually like, you know, want to touch an eel or a what's the word I'm looking for? The not the st- like a stingray, I think. A ray? Yeah, yeah, the st- Just the like st- a, yeah, yeah. I think you can only touch the top of them or something like that and like not yeah. their tail. But yeah. Um so there's there's those <laughs> things. Um there's the the Harborfront Center. That's not mostly in the summertime, so that's like close to the water and they'll have like a lot of like different like cultural and arts of, art events and um there'll be like vendors and stuff all throughout the summer, really cool cons- okay. concerts. So this is like um uh facing lake ontario um mm. okay and but yeah those are kind of like the you know the the, the, key, the, sites. the key sites uh there is uh a couple like what's what i'm looking for not parks but just kind of like um in the middle of the city like there's young and dundas square there's nathan phillips square and it's just kind of like well that's where the city hall is so like mm. there's not necessarily anything to do do there but it's just like you know cool photo ops essentially nice um, places to hang out yeah and, exactly yeah, yeah. dundas square kind of looks like a baby Times square we always say because there's just like you know lights and and screens all over the place um <laughs> yeah and then nathan phillips square i don't know if you guys have ever seen that like just like that toronto sign that lights up that's where that is yeah, yeah, yeah. um okay. so that's where a lot of people go and like take photos and i know they change the colors of the letters depending on like what holiday it is or whatever but yeah so those are kind of like the 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 hits yeah so that's that's your kind of greatest hits just get them tick them off and get them out the way yeah (laughs) exactly and then and then beyond that like um uh you know you talked a bit about like a you know the melting pot and like all the different like cuisines and stuff and and um but what where do you like to hang out? What are some kind of hidden gems that you like to go to uh, places that you, if you had a friend visiting the city, where would you go first? Yeah, I think honestly, and this usually comes down to like what time of year you come. I always tell people to come in the summertime. Mm. Like Toronto is a very, we're very big on hibernation in the wintertime, um, mm. which I, which is probably why our music sounds like so moody. Cause we're all just inside, just like crying about exes and not doing anything how, else. How, I mean, how, how, how cold is it in Toronto at the minute? Oh, it's minus eight right now. So I haven't, even, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's minus eight right now. So yeah, the wintertime gets like, 
like nobody's doing anything. So whenever I have friends that are like, oh, what time should I, you know, what time of year should I come? I'm like, always summer. That's when there's so much things to do. And the cool thing about Toronto is that um, there are obviously things that I like to do like on a regular basis, but there's also like random things that will come up. Like, you know, like mm. a, ra- a random new food festival. And you're like, I remember a couple years ago, I went to like a mac and cheese festival or, you know, oh. just like different cultural things that just will come up like day of or like, oh, this is happening this weekend. And um, a lot of cool free outdoor things to do. Uh, we In Great. the, in, in like early fall, we have this um, hip hop festival called Manifesto. That's always really dope. Um, just like, random things to do i do like going to harbor front in the in the summertime like i said like Mm. i've been to i've seen so many like cool like free outdoor concerts there um Mm. toronto pride is another good one um i've I've seen I've, i've seen i've definitely seen a lot of really cool shows um during pride like they have different events all over the city um but the one i mostly go to is called blockorama so that's usually kind of where like a lot of like the um like queer people of color mostly go to that mm. spot yeah. so there's like a lot of like you know r&b and dance hall and soca and like all these different all these different genres whereas like you know most other events in pride are very like house and pop and that's cool too but like sometimes you want yes. you know the, the the carnival vibes a little bit so um sure. that that's that's definitely a lot of fun that's awesome and when is toronto pride that is in june so i feel like that's like uh late june i want to say we haven't had it for like obviously like the last two years so it's been um kind of blah but yeah it's it's been super fun we've had like i think brandy performed at one swv was at one and en vogue was at one like um this really big soca artist um uh, allison hines was at one so yeah it's um it's really cool cool so there's quite a big music scene in toronto yeah yeah absolutely and um yeah there's always you know some show going on again i'm like you know speaking Mm. pre-covid there's always some like random show i do remember years ago before like when kitchenado was like like getting more famous and there was like this like last minute like hidden show somewhere and um me and a friend of mine that actually came up from buffalo were like trying to get there thinking that like okay it starts at this time let's go in line at like five it was supposed to start at six we're like okay let's go line up at like five so we got there at five and they're like oh no like it's already at capacity like (laughs) it's like yeah 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 like literally the minute they announced it people were like already in line so like there's like cool stuff like that and then obviously we have like so many artists that are from Mm. toronto or like from the you know from montreal like which is like only a couple hours away driving um yeah so there's always some random pop-up or event happening which is also super cool yeah i think like the toronto and montreal kind of like over index a little bit on like kind of like the amount of uh lots of r&b artists lots of rock art rock and indie kind of bands as well yeah 100 uh, percent um and it's kind of cool to hear that the live music scene represents that as well that's that's awesome yeah yeah how about then, Sajay, what is there to do nearby, sort of day trips wise? What would you recommend for visitors who want to see a bit more of um, cottage country, maybe, or Canada at large, sort of just outside of Toronto? Yeah, um, so there's Muskoka, which I mentioned before, um, which is like maybe about three hours away. Okay, there's another beach called Hanlon's Point Beach um, that's mm-hmm. actually really nice. I think. The only, I guess the thing that weirded me out at first when I started going there is like, I guess I'm used to like going to places where there's salt water, like when I'm, you know, going somewhere in the Caribbean. So I'm like, oh, I'm not, A, I'm not floating. B, it's not salty. (laughs) 
Uh, <laughs> but it's a beach. Like, there's sand, but I can't float. It's, it's weird. Um, yeah, so there is that one. There's Sugar Beach, which is, like, technically not. It's more of, like, a just, like, a waterfront. Like, maybe, like, a boardwalk, I would say. There's definitely a lot of, yeah. like, boardwalk type of places. So, like, if you don't necessarily want to, like, you know, do the whole beach layout thing. But you want to be near water and, like, have a nice view and things like that. So, there's that. This might sound really stupid, but I don't think I realized that <laughs> that Toronto had beaches or beaches nearby. Yeah. For a city, that's really cool to have both. Yeah. Sort of a metropolitan way and then a beachy way. Right. Uh, there's there's Woodbine Beach, which is like, you know, within Toronto proper. You don't have to like drive anywhere to, to go nice. to that one. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like lots of people have like picnics there. I don't know how I would feel about swimming in the water. I mean, not. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, pro- if, yeah. It, if, it's, if it's minus eight right now, I'm guessing <laughs> no one's swimming in the water right Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, like I said, like Muskoka is definitely a, a, a beautiful area. Um, and then lots of, a lot of people have been going to Prince Edward County as of recently. And it's just like a nice getaway, you know, when you want that mm. quiet, you want that like, you know, I want to be in the woods. I don't necessarily want to be in the hustle and bustle for a, for a yes. weekend. It's, a, it's definitely nice for a weekend getaway. And do a lot of um, locals do that? Do a lot of locals sort of tend to leave the city of a weekend or do they tend to stay, you know, closer to home actually in toronto out of interest so like on like long weekends like we have um uh we have a weekend a long weekend in early august like late july early august it's a civic holiday i usually stay back because that's when our caribbean carnival is um and um actually i'm going to come back to that in a second but yeah um that people do go to like wasega beach and muskoka during that weekend uh, in about May, we have Queen Victoria Day. More British things. <laughs> we have uh, Queen Victoria Day, and that, that's like another, you know, three-day weekend. So a lot of people do leave the city because it's just, you know, a nice little getaway in, in early yeah. spring. So, um, you know, but yeah, definitely during the summertime, in the summer months, there are people that will have like a whole, like they own a whole other cottage elsewhere. And that's where they wow. go okay. for like, you know, maybe weeks okay. at a time kind of thing. Okay. Cool. cool. So it's like a mass exodus almost, and everyone kind of gets out. Um, and and you you mentioned there about like kind of a Caribbean day. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So this is the time of year that I tell most people to come to Toronto because it's like I feel like it's like the most lively time of the year. So our Caribbean carnival, um, we call it Caravana. It has like an official name, but like if you grew up here, it's going to be Caravana forever. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, so that's like late July, early August. And it's cool. kind of like, you know, there's like parties and the run up to it. So, you know, there's, there's, you know, maybe you're going to like a day party or there's something at night or like there's always something happening. But there's also really cool cultural things. So they'll have um, uh, what they call panorama. So that's like when all like the steel pen groups are like, you know, com- oh, competing. Cool. And that's, um, that's like in, the, in this like huge stadium. In fact, the stadium is actually really close to where the Royal Ontario Museum is. Um, So, yeah, so they'll have that and then they'll have like the king and queen competition. So these like huge costumes um, that are like, like, you know, mechanically operated by different people. So it's like really cool. So they'll have those cultural things. And then, of course, you know, you have like the parties and and different clubs and stuff that are in the run up to the run up to the actual parade. So the parade is usually the Saturday, like the first, like the last Saturday of July, first Saturday of August kind of thing. Um, 
And yeah, I usually am in it, like, you know, full costume, all that stuff. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And um, fun. yeah, and then and Harborfront also, which I mentioned earlier, will do kind of like a, a festival as well. So there's like all these like food and like clothing vendors of like, you know, you can get like amazing Caribbean food and like, you know, soups and all kinds of stuff. Um, and, uh, they'll usually have concerts and stuff there as well. And then actually there's like a, we call it center Island, but like, you have to take a ferry there. It's like, I don't know, like a 10 minute ferry or something. It's part, it's still part of Toronto, but yeah. Mm. Um, and, uh, they'll do like a, like a giant picnic basically on center Island as well that same weekend. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, they actually do some really cool events over there. I think, and I believe there's like a, there's like a small amusement park over there. Um, people live, people live on Center Island, but it's one of those things. I think it's like a, it's a heritage site as well. So if you basically, you can't just like buy a house there, you have to like inherit it essentially. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 there's always something really cool to do. I would say during that weekend and that week lead up specifically, like I would say, um, and then also that kind of runs into TIFF. Um, to Toronto International Film Festival yeah, is like early early, early September. So I always say like, yeah, one of those two times, like the best times to come to the city because there's always something happening. I mean, cool. cool. It, it sounds like it's like, a, it sounds like it. a city that really lives on kind of events, live music, things actually happening outside, albeit kind of in the summer mostly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like there's like so many different festivals throughout the year that like, if you plan your trip around one of those, depending on what you're into, like there's also the jazz festival. Um, mm. That's, I believe that's in July. And um, okay. yeah, that's, you know, that's also another really cool. I saw like Shaka Khan at, at a jazz festival like a couple years nice. ago. Like it's, there's always something really cool happening. Um, and, then there, and then obviously back to the food is like, there's always some type of food related festival. So there's <laughs> Salsa in St. Clair that happens in June. That's like a lot of like, um, Latin food so that's there's like an area of the city um, St. Clair that like is a lot of Latin businesses and, and people that live there so like you get like amazing like Colombian food and, and Argentinian nice. food Peruvian food arepas and oh my gosh it's so good and um, <clears throat> excuse me and then there's Taste of the Danforth that's like in August Taste of Danforth is um, Danforth is like this historically Greek area I used to actually live close to there so you can get like any Greek food that your heart desires, like souvlaki, you know, baklava, like that, it's it's all there. So um, there's another one. And then they do um, winter. It's like a part of the same series, Winterlicious and Summerlicious. So basically um, different restaurants will take part in it and they'll have kind of like a fixed price menu, essentially encouraging people to like try new places. So different restaurants will participate in Winterlicious, which is around January, and then Summerlicious, which is around June. Um, yeah. And it'll be about a week, about a week or two. So yeah, you just go on the website and it'll show you like which restaurants are participating and the fixed price menu is like a little cheaper. So, so people are going in and trying new places. So there's always like, you can definitely like eat your way through the city in that way. So <laughs> I, I, I'm now understanding why you, <laughs> it's really difficult asking you for your favorite places to eat as well. Cause it sounds like there's, there's quite a lot of choice. Yeah. There. Cause it's just like, what, like, what are you, what are you feeling for? And then it's almost like, you almost have to break it down by like, what are you feeling for? And then let's say you're like, okay, I want like, noodles but you're like yeah. okay like what region of the world are we talking like 
do we want like, are we going Asian today? Are we going, you know what I mean? Like, do you want pasta? <laughs> like what, like, you know, there's like, uh, you know, really great authentic Italian food. Taroni is a great place. So it's like, you really have to decide like, what part of the world do I want to like? <laughs> Where eat? am I visiting today? Yeah, Which exactly. Side of Toronto <laughs> exactly. <is> <laughs> Uh, well, bad news for you is that we're going to ask a couple of quickfire questions, which okay. um, uh, so I want you to kind of clear your mind and only say the first thing that comes into your mind. So whatever you want to like, you know, whatever your answer would be right now, I would probably say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, Lucy, you're going to answer the, ask the first one of this. And it's just one place. You can only say one place as well. OK. So, Saja, your favourite place in Toronto to eat? I would say... A place called Raps on Eglinton West. So Eglinton West is like our where our little Jamaica is. There's mm-hmm. a couple, but that's like the main one. Um, and yeah, I would say Raps is probably my favorite place to eat. What are you? What are you eating at Raps? Uh, it depends on my mood that day. Maybe like an oxtail. <laughs> I mean, also depends on like what they have because like Jamaican restaurants are notorious for like running out of things super early in the day. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like maybe like a like you know jerk chicken and rice and peas, like keep it classic with coleslaw, um, oxtail with white rice. Um, their curry chicken is really good. Um, Ooh, yeah, it just it de- it it de- sounds great. Yeah, it's 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 yeah one of my favorite places in the city for sure. Awesome, awesome. Cool. Nice one. And uh, your favorite uh, view of Toronto, your favorite place to see the city? Um, so there's two places. Well, they're, well, technically, they're not places that you can... One is a place that you can't really stop, for example. So one mm. place is uh, Bathurst Street Bridge. So that gives you like this really cool view of like you're seeing the CN Tower, like all of those stereotypical pictures that you see of the city where like the CN Tower is right there and, and yeah, yeah. you know, all these, all those condos and stuff around it. That is a really dope view. Um, but then also uh, driving along Lakeshore. Okay, so, cool. so driving along Lakeshore Boulevard, like basically like heading towards the city essentially is like this really, really cool. Cause it's like, you know, you're seeing all this, you're seeing everything on the horizon. Like it's just really cool, especially at nighttime. Like, it just looks really cool. Like it just, it makes, it makes like so many like Drake songs make sense in your head when you're like (laughs) seeing that nighttime view and you're like, I get it. I can't, I can't believe so, we've, we've done half an hour of a podcast recording about Toronto and we hit, that's the first I time know. we've mentioned Drake. That's, I, know. Uh... I, know. I know. He's like, you know, omnipresent in the city in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, national treasure. Yeah. And then, Sajay, your favourite day activity? Favourite day activity? You know, as I've, you know, gotten older, I like I like a good day party. Like if you can be a little tipsy at like one, two o'clock in the afternoon and then you go home and like you're good. So I have um I actually have a I actually have a friend that throws really dope parties. Uh her name is Rebecca Dawn and she throws like she has like different party series. So she does like a party series called Cozy. Um she does one called F It. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on here. Um she does she does one uh called That Slow Jam Party herself and this really dope DJ from here um, named DJ Lissa Monet. That's another thing. Toronto has some of the best DJs in the world. Um, and we don't have much of a, we don't have much of a club district anymore because it's basically all been like turned into condos. But if you just follow specific DJs, so like, um, DJ Lissa Monet, like I mentioned, um, DJ Bambi is another good one. DJ Nino Brown, um, Ace Dillinger is another good one. 
Um, if you just follow those DJs, like you're good. Um, there, there's another, he's not a DJ, but he throws parties. Um, Kazim Kutei, he throws really dope parties. Um, but yeah, like cool. it's, it's, uh, that's Great. my favorite daytime activity. It's like a nice little. So you little... go there during the day, hang yeah. out and, and, and then, and then just, you know, go, go home and sleep it off or. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know if I can do like, once it's like 10 PM, I'm like, oh, I'm in for the night. Like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, I'm with you, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, as soon as like the late 20s started creeping up, I'm like, oh no, no, I have a bed. I have a bedtime. I'm like a seven year old. Like, no, no. But a good day party in your home by like seven, eight. Love it. Oh, that's yeah. the best step. Yeah, I'm with There's you. There's not enough Sochi. of those in London. Uh, and uh, <laughs> your favorite, uh, your favorite place to drink. My favorite place to drink. It used. It's closed now. It used to be this place called Crocodile Rock, and I liked it, especially in my early twenties when I was like, you know, you don't have a lot of money. So if someone is like, shots are two fifty, you're like, this is great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Um, I would say, I mean, I'm sure this is, I'm sure you meant alcohol drinks, but there's a place on yeah, Eglinton yeah. West. Uh, any drinks. Okay, got you. There's a place on Eglinton West called Treasure Isle. And mm. um, they actually, they make smoothies. They make really, really good smoothies. And nice. um, yeah, but they are, and they also sell like, um, like records and like mixtapes and like oh, vintage, cool. like CDs and stuff, like a lot of like reggae and dancehall stuff. Um, but then cool. they also make like these really, really good, like fully vegan smoothies. So yeah. Awesome. Oh, that sounds lovely. Yeah. What a cool combination. Yeah. Well. Records and vegan smoothies. Love That's it. a lot more wholesome than the answers we usually get for that question as well. <laughs> so <that's>, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, awesome. Well, we just touched on it a little bit, but we're going to talk a little bit about the, um, you know, how things have been in Toronto recently and also some of the stuff to look forward to in the future in the next section. If you've been inspired to take a trip to Toronto, get closer to the city with our top 10 Toronto travel guide, perfect for exploring the city's world-renowned museums and galleries, celebrated food scene and scenic islands. Find it in all good bookshops or via the link in our episode bio. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. So, Sajay, how has Toronto changed in recent times, in the past? Sort of pause the pandemic. We'll come back to the pandemic around that. Has it has it changed much? Yeah, I mean, I think... I think, you know, gentrification is is a big thing. Um, you know, I've, I've talked a lot about, you know, Little Jamaica in, earlier, and mm-hmm. it's like that... There's been construction going through there for, like, years, and it kind mm-hmm. of has, like... Mm-hmm really negatively affected the area and you know i know a lot of people in the community are fighting to have it be like a a heritage site like there are different heritage sites in the city and we're trying to fight for that to you know be preserved in some kind of way and and there's a lot of 
I know developers see like a lot of like possibilities in Toronto in terms of like expanding and, and growth. So to yeah. them, it's just like, you know, more land to put condos on. But um, for people yeah. that have, you know, grown, been grown and raised here, it's uh, it's different for us. We have a kind of different connection to that, to those spaces. So, um yeah, gentrification and and housing prices going like housing prices. Yeah, Toronto has one of the like I've I've seen like global lists of like you know housing costs, and Toronto is like always near the top. Like we're like yeah. you know, and we're above New York sometimes. Like that's seriously, yeah. Really? yeah. That's so wild. um, right. yeah. So there's like a, a lot of that happening, and and um, so it's changed with respect to that, and I feel like there are some people who are you have to move further out of, of, you know, to the further outskirts to be able to afford to buy a house and um, all these different things. So that has definitely changed a lot. Um, On a positive note, I think that, yeah, like we, we have so much more access to, you know, we have so many artists that are coming out of the city for, for example. So we just have so much more, a, a lot more like cool points that we did that definitely did not have like 15, 20 years ago. Like, you know, you know, traveling to the States or whatever as a kid, people would be like, what, where is that? Like, what? Like, I don't even know that. Like, yeah. like what are you talking about? So, um, yeah, we've definitely gained a lot of like um, cool points in that way. And people finally seeing kind of what we've always known about Toronto. Um, mm. So I, so I do love that aspect, but um, yeah, yeah, I feel like we're not the only city kind of going through like, it being more expensive for, for people to live there. So I don't love that part, but it's definitely, yeah, that, that would be a, a big change for sure. And then kind of, um, you know, looking at sort of the pandemic, how how's Toronto been? It's, it's quite interesting you say about it being like quite, you know, two hours to get into the US border, but the US approach to COVID, uh, COVID and the Canadian approach is like hugely differed really. And yeah. I think you guys have had a lot more sort of, stricter lockdowns in some ways in Toronto, right? Yeah. So we've kind of like oscillated like back and forth. Like they were, yeah, we were definitely like way more strict um, mm. than, the, than the U.S. was. Like, I'm not sure. I feel like the U.S. border is still closed, like for driving. Like we can fly there, but like we can't drive there if it's like not a... Uh, um, like an, an emergency or like yeah a exactly yeah. Thing not non-essential yeah not no yeah. non-essential driving travel i think to the states still so um yeah. but yeah it's definitely been a little back and forth like we've definitely had our moments where it was very strict and then we kind of and then cases go down and obviously things get lax but then you know everyone being yeah. together means that it's it can spread and all these things so we've gone yeah. like a lot of really back and forth um mm-hmm. in, in yeah. that regards but i think yeah, I think it's it's changed life here a lot because because like I said, like because we have this such a multicultural city, we also have people that are traveling ho- normally traveling home a lot and like, you know, doing a yeah. lot of back and forth or, you know, there's also people we call them snowbirds that like literally live half the year in Florida, a lot of older folks that do yeah. that do that. So, um definitely a lot less travel. Um and I feel like more more people I would say travel internationally than like within Canada. Like I, I could count on one hand the amount of times that I've like taken a flight within Canada. So mm. um, just because it is like super expensive, it's so much longer yeah. than going other places. So it's like, that's definitely probably changed change on a positive note. I feel like more people are open to exploring other places in Canada, a because yeah. like yeah. just out of necessity. Cause like we can't really go anywhere else. Um, so I think that is, that is the plus side that like, we've become more curious about like, um, the getaways, you know, in our backyard Mm. kind of thing. Um, Mm. 
But yeah, I think it, it's every province has like different ways that they do things with respect to the lockdown. So, um, mm. you know, just. And did you say that you're in it? You're back in the lockdown now? Like kind of like I can still go to the store, but like if there, you know, there might be a lineup kind of thing, like because they're yeah, only yeah, letting yeah. a certain number of people inside kind of thing. Um, sure. Obviously, we st- you know, we still have mask mandates. Um, I, I just recently got my booster shot. So, um, yeah, I think we're just, yeah, that's the, the only downside is like, you know, like I said, all of those events that we normally would be having, especially in the summertime, like we haven't had those in two years. And, um, I'm thinking this summer might be the third year that it's, you know, all these things. So, um, we, we yeah. actually had, um, I don't know if they do this in other, they probably do this in other cities, but it's kind of like close to the end of the summer. It's called the Canadian National Exhibition. It's kind of like, um, they have like different vendors and, um, I don't even know how I would describe it, but, um, it was on for like, like over a hundred years, like 125 years, something like that. And, Mm. and because of the money that they lost in like 2020, they literally can't do it ever again. Oh, wow. So yeah. So that's, so the CNE is, is gone forever now because, because of the pandemic. Um, and it was like, definitely like a, you know, right before back to school tradition, right? Like you go and that's where they have like, you know, you get your funnel cake and you go on like a couple rides and they have like games and like, oh, like a, like a fun fair, basically like a giant fun fair. So, um, but yeah, like that was just like a thing that you did at the end of summer. And now like it literally can never come back. So, um, oh, that is sad. And have, uh, at any point, have you actually seen like kind of, you know, a couple of green shoots, like events kind of finally going ahead, like travelers kind of coming back in or is it all quite, uh, it's not quite there yet? Yeah. Um, like last summer and fall, there were some things that kind of, you know, were able to take place because our cases were going down at that time. Um, like the the hip hop festival that I mentioned, Manifesto was able to go through. So we had some, cool. you know, some really cool performers. Um the good, I mean, it was a good and bad thing. Like, you know, obviously with all our other travel restrictions, that meant that like normally where we would have a lot of international people on that bill, yeah. like, you know, yeah. it was a lot more focused on like Canadian artists and Toronto artists, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, nice. There's this yeah. really amazing singer here um, from here called named Savannah Ray. And um, so she was one of the headliners. Um, cool. And yeah, like it's, so we had that, but you know, like the closer that we got to winter and the closer that we got to like, you know, the, the holiday season and knowing that everyone was going to be together and spreading it and all that kind of stuff, it kind of just got crazier and crazier. So um, there was like, we had a semblance of, of normalcy last summer, but that was pretty much it. Fingers crossed for 2022 then that it can, you know, these things can keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Especially, you know, as you said, like Toronto's just got it, like some extra cool points in the last couple of years. So I think there's lots of people <laughs> wanting to visit it as well. So I hope that, you know, you, you get that kind of semblance of normality kind of coming back. And, um, and, and Sajay, what, what about you? What's, uh, what's coming up on the horizon for your, for yourself? Um, I know you've had got, got quite a few different projects on the go and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've mainly been working like in like, so like in the social media space. Um, and last year I actually was, um, so I'm also dabbling in like some screenwriting stuff. So last year I oh, actually nice. um, was one of the writers on this show um, called Next Stop. So 
we were so our sex so the second season is actually on um our national broadcaster has like a digital like a online kind of uh, streaming yeah. service that they put like a lot of like independent and like short film kind of stuff on there so it's on there next stop is like very much like specifically about like the black toronto experience and kind of like you know the nuances and like jokes and stuff like that within that because like um even though we're getting a little bit better with respect to like canadian content it's still like you know very from a only one or maybe two perspectives mm-hmm. um and so a lot of like black and poc voices kind of are you know, doing our making our own thing and and having a different understanding of what the city looks like. Um, kind of like going back to what I was saying close to the beginning, like what most people know of Toronto when they visit is a very downtown centric, but like yeah. in yeah. The, the outskirts, which is to, which tends to be where most people of color live um, yeah. and where these like cool cultural pockets are. Like, I feel like that's where like all the cool stuff is happening. That's and, where the energy is. That's where the- Yeah, exactly. And um yeah, I feel like our experiences are are can be so different. Um, you know, somebody that only knows the downtown core versus me talking about like, oh, like I was, you know, I grew up in 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 Jane and Finch, for example. Like that's like such a different yeah. experience than someone just going to, um, you know, staying in a hotel on King Street, which is like right downtown. So yeah, um, yeah, cool. I mean, mm. yeah, we'll definitely check that out and. Uh, yeah, um, congrats on like having a second season as well. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, well, um, we'll certainly make sure to to check that out, Sajay. And uh, it's been brilliant. Just I, I know Toronto is one of those huge cities. There's so much going on, uh, and it's great just to kind of hear even the the cusp of you know what's available there and like <laughs> right. an introduction to it. So, thank you so much for kind of taking us through that. And uh, fingers crossed, one day we'll be able to visit as well and go to one of those amazing kind of festivals that you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So a huge thank you to Sajay. Uh, listeners, you can follow what Sajay is up to by finding her on Twitter. Her handle is at jfiasco. So that's J-A-E, fiasco. And also uh, uh, you can check out Next Stop, which is the show she's written for. The, apparently the whole first season is on YouTube now. Yeah, great. I'm definitely going to be checking that out. That was so cool. Yeah. It was so great to hear about all the... I just loved all the live music and festivals it was you know i really hope they'll come back it, we've got a real flavor of toronto from them i mean uh, i think it's like a tr- testament to the kind of the spirit of that as well that yeah. you know uh, things yeah. haven't really been going on in the pandemic recently and that sajay is talking about them still as a kind of cultural yes. art of toronto and yes. um, yeah, I think that um, fingers crossed things will be be back and better this year. And um, and and I, f- I find it really amazing. Like Sajay sort of said, melting pot, but like all of the different cultures kind of coming in there, um, all the different foods, all the different events. Yeah, like that, there, yeah. there's so much to do beyond the kind of Toronto that I knew about. So um, yeah. uh, and we didn't even ha- mention hockey once. So um, oh, no, we didn't. <laughs> we oh, didn't. No. Sajay, have to come back on and talk about hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, thank you so much to Sajay. That was great. And uh, where are we next, Lucy? So next, we're actually coming back over to Europe and Mm -hmm. we are going to Munich with writer Kate Mann. Nice. So, um, yeah, lots of... uh, Lots more food, I think, in <laughs> <Yeah>. Munich. <laughs> and events, Oktoberfest. And events, and events too, yep. Uh, and, and you know, a pretty cold winter as well, I yeah, can imagine. True. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll be joined by uh, writer Kate Mann, who will be discussing that with us. And I, that is actually going to be the last uh, episode of Aww. our current series as well. So 
listen out for that listeners in uh, two weeks time and until then it's bye from me and bye from me and we shall see you very soon where to go was produced by the team at dk witness and the wonderful julia baker it was presented by james atkinson and lucy richards and mastered by johnny coddington at bottle rocket recording for more information about DK Eyewitness, follow us on social media at DK Eyewitness or visit dk.com forward slash eyewitness. And don't forget to please like, rate, review and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcast. Your support means so much to us. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 